Recording live from the Northeast Georgia Business Radio X Studio. This is Northeast Georgia Business Radio. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back, everyone, to another should be a rather interesting episode of Northeast Georgia Business Radio. I'm Tom Sheldon. I'm your host, and yes, we're coming to you live from the beautiful Empower College and Career Center of Jackson County. I have with me a room full of people. In fact, we don't even have enough mics to go around, so we've got to work on that, I suppose. This is somewhat of a, of a special episode, perhaps. Maybe a breaking news. Can we go with breaking news? Sure. All the mics are open, gentlemen, so you know, you're, you're live on, on mic right now. I have with me Mr. Chad Bingham. Chad, you're a county commissioner around here, aren't you? Yes, sir, I am. You're also running for chairman? Yes, sir, I am. Nice. That's official? It is official. Good deal. Uh, Mr. Ty Clack, Jackson County School Board. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Nice. And Ty, you're going to have that mic all to yourself in just one moment once I get all this fun stuff out of the way. Scott uh, Quarter. Scott Quarter. That's correct, sir. Welcome, Scott. Thank you. Concerned citizen, you say? Yes, I'm a concerned citizen. I'm actually running for council at the city of Houston. Are you really? In November, yes. Very good. Very good. I knew, I knew I'd met you somewhere before. And last but not least, Jerry Showmake. Showmaker. Showmaker. Like on with the show. Nice. He is the showmaker. Welcome, gentlemen. How How is everyone? I hope everyone is well. Doing great. How about yourself? I'm always good. Yes, Ty, I'm going to hand you this mic here in just one second. But why, gentlemen, why are we here? Ty, here's your chance. Well, we're here because uh, this group of men and, uh, and some other folks as well sat down back in uh, January, February, February for the first time, started some conversations about some senior tax relief that for the county we currently have two brackets on some homestead exemptions, and there were some, lots of conversations from that meeting that started. We've befriended one another, I think that's fair to say, or at least I'll say that. I don't know about you guys. I agree 100%. Um, sure. That's what we're here to talk about, and that's how it all really started was a, an initial meeting. Chad was the one who spearheaded that. Chad, like to elaborate on that? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we took office in uh, January. Ty and I, Ty with the Board of Education, myself with the Board of Commissioners, and had some conversations with some senior citizens. Two of the, these gentlemen right here were there. You know, just the interest of doing something to help uh, relieve the seniors, uh, the tax burden that uh, that is in Jackson County, and uh, obviously the school taxes. So, I mean, we had to put a, a group of people together to see what we could do to, you know, make it as fair to everybody concerned as we could. And, you know, it's a pretty interesting process. So, I mean, been a fun journey that's for sure it's been a fun journey and like like ty said we've uh, had the opportunity not only to work on something together but really become friends and really work on a mission that can help a lot of the people inside jackson county today tomorrow and into the future which is something that chad keeps on preaching about trying to create coalitions and i think it was really just a foresight to chad to to have ty there which was really kind of neat i said like they said that it was ty's really first uh on-the-job training, huh? Yeah, I think I had been sworn in for maybe a week when Chad <laughs> called me and said, hey, well, let's go meet with some seniors and talk about tax exemptions. And I was like, please, no. <laughs> Can I get my feet a little more wet than this? But said yes to the meeting and very glad that I did. Yeah, it didn't turn out. It didn't start on uh, good grounds. There was a lot of, no, you can't do that. No, that'll never happen. Why would you ask for that? A lot of roadblocks. We stuck it out, gathered a group of people in the neighborhood and started ringing phones, mm -hmm. making phone calls, sending emails, came up with some ideas, started calling uh, our congressmen, brought them down, Ty and Chad always showed up for it. Pretty soon the pessimism turned optimism. That's correct. 
Well, now, Chad, I've heard people, I talk to a lot of people in this county, the surrounding counties. I've heard from several that what the four of you have put together just could not be done. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> forget about it. It ain't happening. Yeah, we were told uh, by some people, you know, basically to, you know, hey, we've tried this for 20 years. It can't be done. You know, you're the new guy. Shut up, sit down, do, you know. Uh, don't waste your time and those and I just don't believe that I believe that you know you get the right people in the room uh, there's some very very intelligent people uh, out there especially in Jackson County who you know you can sit down and come up with a good solution to very hard problems and I actually enjoy hard problems and that's probably why uh, I enjoy the position that I'm in as a county commissioner uh, I don't mind hard problems I don't mind taking on topics that other people uh, would normally run from but but yeah I mean they like they would say, you know, we've tried for 20 years. It took us about six months. It wasn't easy. Uh, we had some pretty intense and heated conversations sometimes, and that's but that's what it takes. You know, you put you put smart people in the room who are trying to come up with the best plan that you can for a lot of people. You're going to have that, and you got to be okay with that. You got to be okay with hard conversations. You got to be able to you know say when is enough. You got to know when to to keep fighting. So. You know, kudos to this group for continuing to fight. And then to Dr. Brown and uh, yep. all the representatives that uh, that were a part of it uh, here toward the end to say, yeah, we'll carry it for you at the state. So, yeah. I mean, it really did start with five people out of our neighborhood. Uh, and Jerry and I are here to represent the five people that we got together with. But, again, there's a lot, a lot of people that we'd have to thank. And one of the biggest people is Dr. Brown. And we had the opportunity to be in his office, Jerry and myself and two other gentlemen. I don't quite remember their names today. And he asked us if we would be willing to learn. And it was a win-win for both of us to learn from him and us to learn from him to learn from us. He's a great leader. I just can't believe how lucky uh, the Board of Education is to have a gentleman like him. You know, Chad just kept on talking about coalition, coalition. And I can probably let Jerry tell you our coalition was strong. There was days that even we all disagreed, but, you know, that's what made it get to where it is. We came up with a different plan, and Ty and Chad took this in a different directions. But it was Jerry uh, Jerry here next to me that's just, he's such a remarkable, smart man that it's amazing some of the things that he had come up with and just opened up the door because Emery told us he didn't want to be custard, coming over the top of the hill by himself. But Jerry made sure everybody felt comfortable in that room and really built a relationship with Dr. Brown that, I think uh, someday maybe Jerry will come work for Dr. Brown. Yeah, yeah he's, been, he's been talking about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we threw uh, our team, along with our neighbors, we threw a lot of stuff against the wall, uh, see what would stick. And we learned a lot on the way because we're not politicians and uh, developed relationships with the, the tax commissioner. Candace was very helpful. She would answer my calls and emails right away. That was that was very, very helpful for all of us. Mm-hmm. But we threw a lot of stuff against the wall, and a lot of it didn't stay. And uh, we had a meeting. We knew we were on the right track. We knew there was a lot of interest when we had a, a meeting at our clubhouse at Crestwinds, and well over 200 people showed up. So it was like, you know, seniors vote. They have time on their hands, and some of us are a little cranky. So <laughs> he said, no, that. I disagree with that, Jerry. <laughs> he said so, that. So that we, was Jerry. Yeah. So we uh, put that energy to work and reminded the politicians that, uh, you know, hey, we vote. It, we're, we're a little little angry about something and we stay angry. And yeah, I, I was the number cruncher for a lot of this. Yeah, one, of the, one of the statistics was uh, 36% of active voters in Jackson County are 55 and up. So as a group that big, you can move things. And so we kind of reminded people of that as we went along. 
And I'm sure that helped. In a very nice way, I need to add that. Yeah, I know, because you were all scared the first day you showed up. I can remember meeting Philip. Again, I can't just thank him so much as a leader. But, you know, if it weren't for Chad having the foresight, I didn't know Chad was only in for two weeks. I was only in two weeks for the job. Fresh Uh, meat. (laughs) Probably why. And it... Really, the Dr. Brown's relatively new, too, so... Yeah, he was just a year. I guess maybe because we didn't have 20 years of, of experience, and just a few days together. 20 years of people saying no. Yeah, yeah, 20 years of people saying no. Well, I think that's actually what motivates... I know that motivates myself. Gentlemen, let's get into the meat and potatoes of go. this. How's this going to benefit the, the citizens, the residents of Jackson County? And then at, at the very end, I, I'm going to throw the curveball at you. This is Business Radio X, Northeast Georgia Business Radio. How is this going to affect our businesses? Because honestly, that is why I'm here, and we can get to that at the end. But let's get into the meat and potatoes. What exactly have you all accomplished? Nice, pretty names are great, but let's hear about the details. Well, I'm not going to read the uh, full resolution for you, but uh, probably one of the things that we do need to say is, is how this works for people out there listening um, and what what the process would be. We put the, the Board of Education put forth a resolution that we all voted on, uh, it was a 5 vote, which is going to increase the homestead exemptions. Now, what this resolution says is that we basically, the, we the board, believe that this is what we want the, the, um, the elected officials at the state to do. Um, so by passing this resolution, it doesn't really have any meat to it. Now it goes to the state representatives to vote on that. So. This is something that they have to vote to put on the ballot, so I just wanted to kind of preface with that. Currently in Jackson County, we have a homestead exemption of $10,000, and there's an income cap qualifier, and guys, if I say this wrong, correct me because I didn't write it down, um, of $18,000. That's correct. And today, with inflationary cost increases, $18,000 is basically nothing. Um, You know, if you work and have any sort of job, you're making that. So what that really meant was that if you were working, you weren't getting an exemption. Currently today, it's ten thousand uh, at sixty-two, and then at sixty-five years old, it goes to 50, it's at fifty thousand, um, and that also has the income uh, cap qualifier on there. And I know I've said that twice because it's a really important part of this. So what we've now proposed is no income cap qualifier, which means there's a lot of people um, that are still sixty-two, sixty-five that are still working part time. Because um, you can even make eighteen thousand working part time, so that has you know in the resolution that's not talked about in there because it's not going to be in there. But we've increased those numbers at sixty two from ten thousand to twenty five thousand, and at sixty five uh, from fifty to seventy five thousand, and then we've also added another third bracket at seventy years old where it would go from fifty to one hundred and twenty five thousand. So what that means as far as numbers. I'm going to look at Jerry and kind of pass it off to him because I know he knows these numbers. What does that mean to somebody that has a $300,000 house at 70 years old? At 70 years old, $300,000 house, you're not paying any school M&O tax. So it's put more money in people's pockets, so that's how it helps business in, in one aspect. It's going to put more money in all seniors' pockets without hurting the school system. And that was one of the things, finding the balance where we could help the seniors and not hurt the kids, uh, we don't want to hurt the kids. We've all got grandkids. <clears throat> I want to see them do just fine. We were able to do that. Well, Jerry Jerry just mentioned something about the business part of it. And, and as we were going through this, to be quite frank, I wasn't really thinking about 
cutting taxes and having um, and having seniors with more money in their pocket. Jerry, you're the most senior one sitting here at the table. If you have more Gee, money, thanks. <laughs> hey, we're on radio. Nobody can see that. Um, in your thought, being a senior living in a community like Houston, if you have more disposable income, where are you going to spend that? Well, I don't know. They're all by golf carts. The golf cart business is going to certainly do better. Well, it's all local, so yeah, we're yeah. spending it in the county. We're so. hoping to spend it first in Houston. Figuring that yeah, yeah. I spaded earlier on that I'm hoping to go run for city council in Houston. That's where we want to spend the money. But also in Jackson County, we need to get, improve Houston and try to get more retail there. So that's going to, again, business. Talking about bringing new business to the table. And that's probably one of the biggest things right now that Houston lacks. We don't really have places for us to go spend the money. A lot of times we're driving over to Hall County, Barrow County which I know Chad doesn't want to have hear that. No, I don't. Um, nor do I. You know, being, a, being that we want to see Houston grow, we want to see Jackson County grow, it's back to this whole coalition. So once we have that money, we're, like where Jerry and I were kidding around on the way driving here, it's easier for us to go out to dinner, spend that money at a restaurant, than it is to make it a meal for two at home. Plus, you go out with friends. It's just that opens up a whole new place. And like Jerry said, everybody in our neighborhood has golf carts. We have golf cart parades. That's really why we feel like that's a great Great part of Houston is that the neighborhood we live with and hopefully future neighborhoods will be 55 plus. If you go even look at the model that's down in Florida, more and more roof, rooftops like that bring more retail. Retail helps the soar and water department. It just ties everything together when you're asking that question, Tom. I want to hone in on the, the retirement community mm -hmm. aspect of it for a moment. Cut taxes stimulates the economy. I think President Reagan proved that about 40 years ago. Somebody... People, people might have forgot that. But anyway, sorry, off the soapbox. I could, hey, it's my show. I could be on a soapbox. Once you need while. to be on the soapbox. Keep going with there that. There you go. But Keep no, going seriously. With that. <laughs> no, seriously. Retirees in general, and I'm generalizing, but retirement communities, they don't hit the slumps. They don't lose their jobs. Oftentimes, their incomes are somewhat stable. They don't fluctuate dramatically. In downtimes, they can easily carry a local economy. Is that true? That's true. That's very I've, true. I've been told that. Yes, very sir. So. So, That's very true, sir. So attracting, and Chad, I guess, throw that down, down the other end of the table, by attracting these retirement communities into the, into the areas, it's a win-win. Oh, absolutely. You know, we've got, um, we've got a brand new one, uh, 55 and up community that's coming uh, over on the 124 Gum Springs right. area over there, 384 or 7 right. homes, something like that. Right. I think that's enough. Um, I mean, let's be honest, at the end of the day, you get a lot of the benefit of the, the money spend. We talk about this. It's simple economics. You know, the average dollar spent in a county up to seven times is, is what I've heard. Mm -hmm. uh, the numbers I've heard about Jackson County are less than that right now because of, right. of what we have. But the more you have the opportunity to add more money to the pool, obviously, that can be spent, and then to bring in the options where to where it can be spent. Both of those are, are wins for Jackson County. It's wins for the SPLA system, which even though, let's be clear about this, even though this is a tax break for the MNO with the Board of Education, there is still SPLOS dollars that go to the Board of Education right. because of what is spent. So you give them more money to spend, they're going to spend it in retail. There's still a chunk of that money that's still going to go back to the Board of Education. So it's a big cycle. The business exactly. has improved. The money still ends up coming back at some portion to the Board of Education. And then we've got to do our job at the county uh, of recruiting the businesses in here uh, that people want to spend their money for. So if you start to see the big picture, I mean, that's how it all works together. That's why the county commissioner and the Board of Education and the citizens are all on the on this coalition together, because at the end of the day, it really does help lift all boats. I mean, this also is just opening up the doors for us outside of the business community that like I know our Veterans Club 
in November is actually going to go to one that is going to West Jackson with the former veterans that we have in our neighborhood and working with the kids over there, which is going to blow wide open too because they're going to go there and meet mm-hmm. the students. And that's just a great opportunity again for us to give back to the school board. Plenty of mentoring yeah, opportunities yeah, pl- here in Jackson t- County. Yeah, we, and we huge need, need. We need a those. huge need. And there's a lot of people who are in our neighborhood who have owned businesses, still own businesses. Like I said, the man sitting to my right, I mean, the knowledge that he brought with other opportunities that we didn't even talk about today that are sitting on the table potentially in the future, I mean, he can bring that to teach young kids entrepreneurship. That's just huge, and that's what this school's sitting here for, and that's what I believe, from what I understand, Chad sits on that board also, and <laughs> Ty's got kids in this county, and I'm in the school system, and... You know, we we didn't come here to take advantage of the school system. We came here to enhance Absolutely. the school system. Gentlemen, what I'm hearing from the four of you is basically, in a nutshell, you've stimulated the economy in Jackson County. That's the hope. That's the, where Or we, you've begun. You've right. begun we, that. We, that we, that's we, something you look back on five years from now and say, hey, we did that. T- Tom, in five years, if I've done some numbers. I'm crunching in my own head. We were all 70. And you look at a $500,000 home and you play around with some numbers and we're, this is the first step. And like they said, we got to get it to Emery, who's our house representative. And then we're going to take it to, to Mr. Ginn, Frank Ginn, who we've spoken to too. And he's on board now. Like they said, they wouldn't want to be custard. But now that it's a coalition, they're very happy to look at it, look at it even further. And then they'll run it up. And it's similar to what happened in Whitfield County. And it's sitting on Kemp's desk. So we're not the only county doing this. Um, this is something that is being looked at statewide. But we had a group of people that, again, I didn't know they were there for two weeks, and Dr. Brown was here for a year, and that's super positive. But it definitely will stimulate. I think that you can talk about the two schools that have been basically debt-free because of splash money. Is that correct? Yeah, so we, um, so one of the new schools we just had a ribbon cutting on was Legacy Knoll Middle School, and then we're in the process of building uh, Heroes Elementary, which will be opening next August. Both of those are done with local funds or or splash dollars so there's no bond that has to be added there's no debt so both of those schools uh day one will be debt debt free congratulations yeah big deal um, but but look that's that's not me we we have to give dr brown and and his team credit for that the board through this whole process you know there's there's a lot of talk and a lot of ideas but um i'm really proud of the of my other board members for stepping up and 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 voting along with us and and really understanding and taking the time to not just say no and listen but again, that all really comes from leadership, and I can't really praise, praise Dr. Brown enough. Um, but again, this whole process, being new in it, you know, Chad with the county, as far as school taxes, he's got no skin in the game. He's got none. He's got none, <laughs> but he still fielded the phone calls, took the meeting, really with no expectations, right? So I just, again, we got to give Dr. Brown credit for that, give Chad credit for, for fielding this meeting. You know, Ty, you also got to give now Lynn, Rob, Bo, and Ricky all credit too because, I mean, they've come – listened to it, fought through it. You know, you got to thank them too. They're not here today, but that's the whole board of education right there. They've all been extremely open-minded. That leadership is amazing. All right, gentlemen. So good job. Congratulations on all that. Chad, you got them in the room. You always say, you always say that. I'm really beginning to believe it, brother. Uh, it uh, That's just who I am, though, right? Uh, I mean, you've seen it through the Chamber of Commerce and the things that we've done, uh, all the way to building this uh, school uh, that you're sitting in, uh, the Empower Center mm-hmm. here. And, um, you know, I said this in a meeting we all had with, with 300 people the other night. It's not about the money sometimes, the knowledge and wisdom that are in that room. We can use it at the Empower Center. Uh, right. The experience right. he's talking about with Jerry. Uh, there's a lot of other places to invest. But end of the day, 
I really do believe that this is going to be a good thing because not only are we going to help our seniors, I literally just at lunch, somebody said, man, you've got to do something with the, you know, help the seniors with the taxes. And I said, man, it's a funny thing. If you'll listen to Business Radio X tonight, uh, you'll see, you know, a lot of what we're doing. But, um, you know, it's not just that. It's This is not a one-sided thing. The Board of Education also rolled back their millage rate. Uh, as well. The Board of Ed, uh, the board of Commissioners, uh, we have a meeting coming up. We are going to do a full rollback of our millage rate uh, as well. So the benefit right now is it literally is going to be countywide. Yes, we're going to help our seniors. I have a, a 92-year-old grandmother who's on a fixed income and can't really afford to pay you know, her food or magic medication. She's got about half the money. So thank God for my parents who can carry that bill for her. But that's not the only story in this county that happens a lot. The ability, we don't want anybody to be taxed out of Jackson County. We want, if you want to stay here, we want you to stay here. This is a good program for everybody. Everybody at the end of the day is getting uh, help, especially with the new assessments that came out. So, one thing I have to add yeah, about, about, about the uh, the assessments that came out and the value that we're helping. This helps people that really are in need. Uh, look. The more you, Jerry, the number, if you go over the 500 number and you talk about people with big property, it doesn't help them as much as it helps the people really that are in need. And so as we talk through this, I just wanted to make sure everybody knows that, that we, you know, this is really helping the people that really, really are in need and need that the most. And that have been here a long time too, Ty. That's right. Yeah, you got to keep in mind that the school M&O tax is the largest portion of the tax. It's like 50, 55% of your property taxes. It's like 62 by the time you add it all together. That's what the bond does. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. all of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quick, so, quick quote. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish that thought. Yeah. So, like you said, you know, somebody with a 300000 even $400,000 house isn't going to be paying the school M&O. So that, that's, you know, 50%. I, at a 70-year-old with a $500,000 house, uh, 24%, their taxes went down, their overall property taxes went down 24%. That's pretty good. And that's uh, before the rollback of all the millage rates. Yeah. That's with the millage rate. That's I ran those numbers last time we talked, and there were still millage rates. That didn't include your millage rate because we didn't know what it was. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What you're going to take down pretty Talk, significantly. Talking about lowering millage rates, rolling them back, mm-hmm. that does not take resources away from quote unquote anything. Correct. No. So let me let me explain this real quick. Um, so you'll hear the people say, "Well, we're reducing rolling back," and then you'll hear the full rollback. Right. So what a full rollback really means is basically the amount of money that we brought in uh, last year, let's say $72 million, that basically we fully roll back the millage rate all the way back to that point that where basically we would still have a $72 million budget. Now, that doesn't mean the growth, right? We're not we're not talking about the growth we had over the last year, which was exponential, but just for the people who were here. Right. We get some money from insurance premiums and all those kind of things that come back in. You have to subtract that number in as well. So you have to roll it all the way back. So you have to give them the credit for those insurance credits that come in and bring the, you know, bring the millage rate all the way down. So, so it's, it's, we'll just say a zero sum game that the, the, the taxes don't go up. Now you will have people roll it back and bring it down or reduce it. That won't be what I just talked about, about a full rollback, but they are coming coming down. So I don't want to confuse anybody. I mean, that's out there and say, well, so-and-so's rolling it back and he's talking about a full rollback. That's the difference, but a rollback and reduction and a full rollback um, with that. So, Well, kind of to piggyback on what Chad was saying, they're talking about doing a full rollback. 
what we did, and just so it's it's on air, and you can go check this at any of the, the board meeting, the website. But we're at point zero one six five, um, and we are uh, have voted to drop that to point zero one five four nine five. That's not a full rollback, and everybody listening to this needs to understand that when this goes into the paper, it has to be advertised as a tax increase because of our growth. One of the things when we were looking at this, we were trying to, with the new tax assessments, trying our best to try to make that that net zero, right, the new, uh, increase to, to people. And so that's what we were doing. But we also have a, a growing school system that's exponentially growing. We're the fastest uh, growing county in the state. So we have, have to be good stewards of our money, but we have to be smart. But one of the things I, I really want to point out is being good stewards of money is last year with our budget, uh, the total cost per student to educate with the county with our budget was $12,400. With our new millage rates dropping those over a point and a half, we're at 12000 So we've actually, in the world of inflation and, and exponential increases in cost, we've actually dropped the cost per student to educate this year. And so, again, that's kudos to Dr. Brown and the rest of the board for making that decision and helping the community out. Very nice. Yeah, I have to echo everything y'all are saying about uh, a big home run for the county when Dr. Brown come, come around. Yeah. Uh, we've had him in, good friend of the show. He's a large part of why I'm sitting here in this room today. Gentlemen, what did we miss before we get out? We've been doing this for almost 30 minutes. We're just having fun. We're just sitting back having a conversation. What did we miss before we get out of here? Well, what I'd like to do is talk about the process now, because uh, people are like, the question you get, well, does that mean my taxes, this bill coming out in October is going to be the one? So I want to be very, very clear about how it all works. So this goes from the Board of Education now. Uh, they talked about Emory and Houston Gaines and those guys. They're going to carry that resolution to the House. It passes uh, the government. They sign it. But it goes on to a ballot to vote, to vote, which is the next full ballot vote is 2024, right? That's the presidential election year. It'll go on that ballot. The entire county gets to vote. Right. Everybody, uh, at least in the unincorporated, but I believe it's the entire county, uh, will get to vote. Right. Yes or no. This is not a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. We just have the agreement with those folks that they'll put it on a ballot. And then Jackson County gets to vote. If Jackson County votes yes to this, then it goes into effect in 2025. So in the meantime, the commissioners, the, the Chamber of Commerce and those guys, you know, the challenge for me now to them is let's get the businesses in here, you know, to get that tax digest up in the area that we need, get those extra SPLOS dollars, give the, this, the, the folks who are now going to have a couple extra dollars in their pocket, a place to spend it in Jackson County. Uh, but also by adding the, that revenue uh, to the tax digest, it helps the Board of Education. You get commercial tax digest up. That, there's no kids, right? There's no impact on the schools, but the schools are going to get money from those facilities and the sales, right? Adds more money to their pocket. You add more money to their pocket. They don't have to send more kids. If you don't send more kids, you don't have to build more schools, right? You don't have to hire more. Um, so the commercial uh, aspect of it, that's that's our job in this puzzle for as the county commission and, the, and all of that is to bring those and to go recruit those businesses into Jackson County so that we can help the tax digest and keep it really balanced. That's the point of the whole thing is it, this is a big, big jigsaw puzzle. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. That was uh, that was that was cool. Y'all did good. Y'all did real good. And Ty doesn't have a mic again, so he's he's over there. <laughs> Sorry, Ty. They try to keep me from talking uh, too much. See, he stole a mic. Yeah. That, uh -huh. No, seriously, gentlemen, thank you for being here so much. Thank you, sir. But for hey, for Ty Clock with the Jackson County School Board, Scott Quarter, concerned citizen, running for what Hushton City Council. That's correct, sir. And Jerry Shoemaker. Showmaker. Either way is fine. Showmaker. Jerry Showmaker. Showmaker. But I get called Shoemaker all the time. Showmaker. I, I, I still answer to I it. like Showmaker. That's good. That's good. And, and, of course, Chad Bingham, county commissioner, Jackson County commissioner, also running for commission chair. 
Yes, sir. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for being here. This was great. I really didn't know exactly what we were going to be talking about, but uh, I'm glad we did this. Very, very cool. There's my music. It means i got to wrap up. Folks, another exciting episode. Hey, go to our website, negabrx.com, negabrx.com, and that's our whole uh, catalog of shows. I'm Tom Sheldon. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.